All righty. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Soma Mama podcast. I have such an amazing guest with me here today, and I'm so, so excited to introduce you to her. To start off, her name is Gabby Jensen. She is originally from Northern Michigan. Um, she currently lives in Austria. She has been there for about the past five years. And I want to tell you a little bit about how our paths crossed and connected, which is pretty cool. And actually the common denominator is New Zealand, um, which for those of you who know me or who have been on the Soma Mama podcast um, so far, you probably know I spent some time studying abroad in New Zealand and then ended up moving back there after undergrad uh, was completed. Um, and there in that period, when I moved back after I completed my degree, I met um, my really our really good friend Caitlin, who is also from Northern Michigan, and um, went to high school with Gabby for a period of time. And also, we come to find out that one of my friends from Northern Idaho that I went to high school with studied abroad with Gabby in New Zealand. Um, so this is all to say, and and you'll you'll hear more about Gabby's interest in tarot and astrology and trusting in the divine. We were also just joking about like this need to make sense of everything around us, be it spiritually or mentally. So we might dive into that a little bit too. Um, but there's cl clearly something here with our connection and um, and how yeah, multiple people have, have brought us together from different areas of our life. Um, so Gabby's here today to talk to us about whatever is, is to unfold, but she'll definitely tell us more about her, her work with tarot, her work with astrology. I've had one of her readings before and they are incredible. So I'm excited um, for Gabby to tell us more at the end of the episode about her offerings and how you can connect with her. And um, also talk about, you know, expat living, living, living abroad, traveling, and, you know, all the lessons to be, to be learned that comes with that. So without further ado, Gabby, why don't you give us a little introduction and tell us just how you're, yeah, how you're arriving today and, and the work that you're doing in this world and, and what lights you up inside. Courtney, thank you so much for that introduction and for having me here today. Um, super excited. Um, yeah, my name's Gabby. I, um, I'm a Scorpio, Aries rising, Virgo moon. Just get that out there right away. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Petoskey, originally from a small town in Michigan. Um, always enjoyed traveling, always enjoyed kind of getting out there, seeing what's what's new, what else is going on. And um, yeah, I think my real big first taste of living in another country was New Zealand, like you mentioned. Um, studied there for a semester, absolutely loved it. Was quite, quite the adventure. Um, and apparently couldn't get enough of living abroad. Decided to, actually this all kind of happened by chance that I came to Austria, but um, finished studying. I st had my degree in environmental geosciences and kind of stumbled upon this chance to come to Austria. I was originally um, here for a year as an au pair for a family in like a small hot, uh, like a small kind of town, kind of village place. Um, ended up meeting my boyfriend and I'm still here almost five years later. Um, yeah, my current day job is I work with um, like software and visualization for a company that um, optimizes and regulates heating plants. And 
I love that. My my Virgo moon is all about the information, the facts, having things analyzed, getting, you know, I need the details, <laughs> like the structure. Um, you know, my moon is also in my sixth house, which if you, if anybody has an astrology background knows the sixth house is about routine, how you spend your time, your day-to-day, -day, um, you know, structure, also health. And so having that structure, having that constant, you know, information and facts kind of thrown in my face, that feels good to me. So my, um, my day job kind of covers that like need for structure, whereas um, my love for, for astrology and tarot and um, yoga and kind of all things spiritual, that's like my, um, yeah, that's like what really lights me up. That's kind of my, my, yeah, my second passion, I guess. Um, yeah, I originally, um, my, I was introduced to tarot by my, my stepmom, Kim, we briefly talked about before. She's been reading tarot for almost 30 years now. And, um, one time she read my cards and it was a pretty transformational moment in my life before, I mean, before she read the cards, I was kind of going through a pretty big adjustment and she read my cards and it just like blew my mind. I think anybody who has their tarot cards read for the first time, maybe is a bit skeptical or not really sure what it's about. I mean, I think some people at first, you know, people are like, oh, it's, it's the devil's work or, you know, there's like all these like theories, like nobody's really sure what it is. Like, oh, don't tell me when I die. I'm like, no, no, no. Like that's, <laughs> that's not what's going on at all. But she, yeah, Kim read my cards and it just absolutely kind of changed my outlook. Um, and I felt like she could like read my mind, like she knew my thoughts in my head. Um, and that kind of like put me on this like path of, you know, needing to find meaning, wanting to find out more, you know, um, really, yeah, feeling like there's, there ha like there just has to be more than what we see day to day. And um, yeah, just like that's, yeah. That's really what kind of lights me up and I'm just so excited to, to talk to you about it all today. Uh, Gabby, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. And there are two little nuggets that I want to speak to. One of them being a mental note for me because as I'm also a Virgo moon, yes, um, to, to find out which house it is in. And this is something I say all the time as when I, when I, this happened even last night with actually our babysitter. Um, it just so happened to be my birthday yesterday, you know, had a babysitter, went out to dinner with my partner and immediately I was like, oh, to our babysitter, do you know your, cause her birthday was also a few days ago. So I was like, oh, that makes so, so much sense, right? Our affinity towards one another and just ease of connection, um, which I, can say the same for you too, Gabby. And that's that's another tendril that we'll talk more about, but I want to touch on right now is these um, right, these different modalities are ways of making sense in the world, um, especially for those who, for all folks, but I can imagine for folks who have Virgo in their chart who do really appreciate that, um, that need to make sense of the world and that, that like, um, just the, this like seeking out detail um, and right that can come from your day job or more of a professional or analytical role that can come from any anything any facet of life um but anyway that's all to say that i i tend to say like i know just enough to be dangerous right like mm -hmm. i know if someone tells me their moon their rising their sun sign i can kind of orient my way um 
around that, I know um, an app that's hit the our, the new age population is CoStar, which a lot of people for the common Joe who don't know a ton about astrology um, tend to download that and still be like, I don't understand this. <laughs> so, um, so that's why we need the Gabby's of the world to help us understand. And, um, oh, and the other thing I wanted to hit on uh, was actually your Aries rising sign. Will you talk a little bit about what that means to you? And if that has anything to do with um, you connecting with the spiritual world more or less or diving into uh, tarot or astrology, if that has if that interrelates at all. Yeah, totally. First off, so cool that you're also a Virgo moon. Um, I love that. Um, yeah, my Virgo moon. Yeah. I have such a love hate relationship with it sometimes, but it's, I'm sure you, I'm sure you get that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, my Aries rising. Okay. Well, so I'm, I have my, I have two planets in Scorpio. And before I kind of knew that much about astrology, you know, the first, the first thing you think about is like horoscopes. Like you look for your sun sign. Everybody knows their sun sign. It's kind of like the easiest point in the chart to find. It's just based on the day that you're born. Right. And the rest of the chart for those of listening that maybe don't know that much about astrology, we have actually, you know, a whole jumble of planets in a whole jumble of different signs in your chart. So even though I knew for years that I was a Scorpio, there were some things that just like, didn't like click with me. I was like, okay, like, you know, there I was like, Scorpios are so, you know, so emo. And so like, like almost like a little like creepy and like dark and a little, you know, like they get kind of, you know, made fun of a lot for being like, the evil sign of the Zodiac. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I relate to some things. I'm rather introverted at first. Um, you know, I don't trust people right away. I like to scope out the situation first and like get the feels like I'm very emotional. That's my Scorpio for sure. But I also have quite a bit of fire in my chart. Um, so while Scorpio is one of the water signs, um, which gave, which is like, um, rules our emotions, our creativity, um, inspiration, things like that. Fire is more of like the extroverted sign. Um, so, sorry, the extroverted um, element. It's about like spontaneity and passion and, you know, having fun and like moving your energy. And so I was like, okay, like, why is it that um, like, I feel like this connection to fire yet I'm a Scorpio. Like, how can that be? And then come to find out my rising sign is Aries. Um, not only that, I have quite a bit of Sagittarius in my chart as well. Um, so not only is my rising sign Aries, but I also have my south node in Aries. Um, so the south node, the nodes in astrology, not to get like too technical, but the nodes are, um, they're kind of points of like comfortability is how I like to think about them sometimes. The south node shows us um, karmically where we're coming from. It shows us what we know, what we feel comfortable in, like something, um, an energy that I've worked through in a past life or ancestrally, however you prefer to look at it. Whereas the North Node is the energy type that you're learning this lifetime. So um, uh, one, of my, one of my teachers called it the shortcut to enlightenment, which I kind of love. Um, so my, sort, my South Node and my rising in Aries shows me that this is like a very strong point in my chart. This is an energy type that I feel really comfortable in. 
Um, and not only that, but Aries rules my first house. So your rising sign is the, the sign that you're rising into the energy that your soul wants to learn this lifetime. But it also, because it rules the first house, it rules your physical body. It rules your identity. It rules your sense of self. And so for me, not only like my sense of self, it's like, I'm impatient. I like to be active. I like to move my energy. I like to do things first. I like to, you know, initiate. Um, and with my self note here, I also feel really comfortable with myself. Like I like to, I can easily, for example, I can easily make decisions for myself. Like I love, I'm going to do this, this, and this today, right? If it's just, if it's just about me, I can be decisive and I can do things. Um, but since, since my South node is in Aries, that means my North node is in Libra because they're, they're opposite signs and it always works in oppositions. And so Libra is then, so if, if Aries is the sign of self, of independence, of, you know, kind of freedom, then, then Libra is the sign of the other, the sign of relationship, the sign of, you know, one-on-one connection. And so sometimes what I struggle with is like, okay, I can decide things for myself, but when it comes to like groups or like partners or you know things outside of myself that I'm like uh like I don't know like don't make me decide please (laughs) um but honestly how I see Aries showing up for myself is I well first off I found that I surround myself with a lot of Aries people just kind of unconsciously um my sister she has like four or five signs of planets in Aries two of my best friends since forever Aries. Um, yeah, I just like kind of am attracted to like fire. Um, and another way that it shows up for me is I think even though this feels difficult sometimes because my, my ego, my son in Scorpio, my, my, my comfortable, another comfortable way of me, um, for me of being is like sitting back and like waiting things out and then making a step. That's kind of like Scorpio's, um, reaction because it's not it's not an initiating sign it's more of like a follow-through it's like okay I'm happy to finish this but I don't I don't want to be the one to start it whereas my Aries is like I'm going to be the very first one I don't care what you tell me I'm impatient as hell and I'm going to do this right now so I kind of have this like battle of you know like well I really want to do that but like oh I don't know nobody's done it before and so things that I'm seeing like show up for me is like coming to Austria for example I just did it, even though part of me, like, part of me is like, um, scared as hell. Uh, Part of me is like totally unsure. Part of me is, you know, completely introverted, but my airy side is like, do it, like go. Um, so I have this kind of like push and pull. And then you throw in my, my Virgo moon on top of that, which is like, I'm constantly nervous all the time. Maybe you can relate to that. Constantly nervous. Like, you can ask anybody and I love to be prepared. I love to know what's coming. I, if, if, if you gave me my way, I would prepare for everything. Um, but then my Ariesness is like, I'm too impatient. Let's just do it right now. Or I'm just like kind of learning to be nervous, but to do things anyway, is kind of how I'm balancing, balancing all of that. But, um, yeah. And I, I think I've also noticed for myself with the Aries rising, one last thing is, Um, how I deal with stress, how I um, kind of calm myself down, how I, in a sense, how I take care of myself, what like my physical body needs is I need movement. Um, I've been, you know, I did ballet for eight years. I played tennis um, for basically my whole life. Like I've constantly been doing things like active things. 
Um, I love yoga. Like that's just moving my body is how I take care of myself. It's how I release my stress. Um, and I relate all of that back to my, back to my Aries, my Aries rising. Mm, ah, I wish I could. I just want you all, all, all of you listening to, I mean, what, like take a moment to feel into the glow that and like the, the beaming energy that I'm receiving from Gabby right now. <laughs> All the while, literally my hands are like over my head and like my brain is combusting just with so many thoughts and feelings and questions. And oh, I already know we're going to have to have a second episode to, to dive deeper. And, and I want to say a caveat here for those of you listening, um, those of you who might be totally unfamiliar with astrology, I realized we threw, threw you in the deep end. Um, but in, in typical, um, I will say just Gabby and Courtney fashion, that's that's how it's going to go. That's how it's going to roll. And we will continue to provide more and more detail. Um, and also, I will push you to connect with Gabby so you can learn about like, what is the 10th house? What's my north node? What's my south node? Um but that brings me to a couple questions and just reflections. One being um, for clarification. Um, so you're, you mentioned your south. Is your south node always in like connection to your rising sign, or does that just happen to be what is relevant in your chart, Gabby? You know, it's funny you ask that because for the longest time, I really thought I really thought that south nodes and rising were the same. But they're not. They're actually not at all. It just happens to be that way in my chart. Um, so they can be totally, totally different houses. Yeah. Okay. That's that's super helpful to know. Um, and then yeah, that's I love the like the um how your teacher described it as to like, you know, the quickened path to enlightenment, the the North Node and South Node connection, and how I was described to and pretty commonly term as like south node is where you're coming from north node is where you're going to or you're headed towards in this lifetime um and one thing i also want to dive into this a bit because i heard it uh, pop up for you a couple times is how like moon signs and rising signs and sun signs enter how they, how do I want to word this, connect interrelationally, right? So you mentioned like, I tend to just subconsciously, I, you know, once I learn more about my Aries rising, I realize, oh, I've got a lot of Aries in my life. And like one thing I heard um, somewhere along the line is in romantic partnerships, um, and this may or may not be true, what's odd is that it is relevant for me and my partnership um, is that moon signs and sun signs tend to see one another or like gravitate towards one another um, in romantic relationships, which I'd be curious to to hear what you have to say here. And maybe, um, again, it's relevant for some people, it's not for others, but I'm curious about just the attraction piece. And for example, I'm a Virgo moon, my um, fiance is a Virgo son. And so I had to giggle when you mentioned about, you know, like, I have this love hate relationship with my, with my Virgo, because it's like, I see him in his Virgo sunness, you know, and then there's points in time where I'm like, I'm also double water sign being a cancer sun and a Scorpio rising. So I'm like, dude, like you're so earth energy just and he's got Taurus and Sag and his he's a Taurus moon and a Sag rising. And so, um, you know, it's like he's got the earth energy, um, but sometimes I'm like, 
dude, like, we can't think this through. We just got to like full send, do it or, you know, and so the ways in which we balance each other in that way is interesting. Um, but yeah, will you talk a little bit about how, um, if it feels relevant to you, sun, moon and rising signs connect in relationships and friendships and family relationships and in partnership? Yeah, definitely. Um, so many cool connections with you and your partner just based on your big three right there. Um, you said you're a Scorpio rising and he's a, a Taurus moon, you said? Well, that's that's cool right there because those are those are opposites already. And like, you know, they say opposites attract, but um, especially in the Zodiac. Um, really cool. Um, but yeah, totally. So, well, the moon sign, um, the moon sign, if your sun sign is your ego, it's your, your light, your essence, um, it's kind of a lot of who you are externally. Your moon sign is then how you are and who you are internally. It's how you take care of yourself, how you feel safe, how you feel nurtured. Um, it's kind of the things, you know, traditionally they, a lot of astrologers have said that it can be a lot of times based off the, the, the mother or the primary caregiver. Um, because that's how, that's like the person who nurtures you, it's the person who makes you feel safe, the person who make, kind of teaches you, you know, how to take care of yourself in an emotional sense. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, I like to look at people's moon signs for their love languages, like what feels good to you? How do you take care of yourself? And I think, you know, from the from an attraction standpoint, just knowing somebody's moon sign is like knowing is a, is a love language in and of itself, right? Like, okay, for example, my partner, he's a Gemini moon, right? And I don't have any air whatsoever in my chart, zero air. The only things I have in air are my Chiron and my North Node, right? So the two things that I'm learning this lifetime, the two, the two points where I'm struggling, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's a Gemini moon, he's an air sign. And so for him, for example, what feels good for him is connection, is networking, is communicating, um, you know, absorbing information, um, reading, you know, things like that. Um, and so a lot of times I'm like, God, like, like my Virgo moon is like, can't you just be like a little bit structured? And his Gemini moon is like, but just learning that, just learning that he was a Gemini moon. It was like, okay, he needs to inform himself. That's how he takes care of himself. He needs to connect with people. That's how he takes care of, takes care of himself. Um, Another really interesting point though, for example, like with the, the attraction sense and like the kind of connection between, I guess, between my partner and I and our charts is like I mentioned, I have my North node and my Chiron in, I don't want to get too technical. So you have to interrupt me if I'm, if I'm laying down too much terminology, but my Chiron, which is nicknamed the wounded healer, it's um, a point in our chart where we have some type of karmic wound that we, um, are trying to heal this lifetime. And a, a lot of, a lot of the ways that we go about that is by helping other people heal that wounded themselves. And by doing that, we can in turn do that for, do that for ourselves, like heal, heal ourselves. It's kind of a very long story, short description of Chiron. Whereas the North node is the energy in my life that feels um, unfamiliar and new. And these are both for me in Libra in the seventh house. So very much about relationships, connection, one-on-one -on -one partnership, um, you know, initiating conversation, initiating friendship, initiating, um, you know, that one-on-one -on -one 
connection. Um, not only is that where I'm, what I'm learning, but his sun sign is in the seventh house, which means he feels like the energy where he kind of lights up, where he feels seen is in one-on-one -on -one connection, is in relationship with other people. So kind of an essence to him that feels, um, that he kind of knows is something that I'm learning. Um, whereas another point, sorry, I, it's kind of bad to get me going on astrology because I just cannot stop. I love it. Keep keep the ball rolling and then point out, I'll have you point out some clarification points, but this is amazing. This is amazing. Okay. okay. Um, this is kind of another um, astrology term, but there's something, there's a um, kind of an aspect in our chart that's called a T-square. And what that is, is when three planets, so yeah, three planets are kind of at a hard aspect to each other. They don't really get along. Um, they have like the same energy type, like they either like to change energy, initiate energy, or they like to be the follow throughers. Um, but they have all different ways of going about it. So when these planets, um, when you have planets and like these signs creating squares to one another, um, if you have three of them, then so three, so two are squaring and then one is in opposition, it looks like a triangle right? It looks like a, like a triangle. And then you have, um, the opposite, like the point of release is like the other the opposition. I think I'm explaining this very badly, but there's a, there's a triangle and then there's the two planets in opposition. And then the one planet squaring both. And then the point where that release, where that releases, where there's, um, no planets in, um, in a square that's called a release point. And this release point is how you kind of move your energy when you have a lot of planets in tension with one another. Um, and the reason I mention that is because I have a release point in Gemini. So I have a lot, I have um, three, three planets in um, what are called mutable signs. So Pisces, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Gemini are all of the mutable signs, which means they like to change energy. They like to move about. Um, but the ones, the one sign where I don't have any planets is Gemini. So that's my release point. That's kind of where I release my, my tension, for example. And my partner's moon sign is in Gemini. And then for him in his chart, he also has um, a T-square that releases in Virgo, which is where my moon sign is. And so we kind of have these like ways of um, either like moving our energy or kind of things that we're learning um, in both of each other's kind of love languages. Um, yeah, I think the moon sign, it's really important. If you want to get to know somebody, if you want to know how they feel seen, how they feel comfortable, what one of their love languages is, then look at their moon. Um, I will also, with the attraction bit, I'll, of course, have to talk about Venus. Um, Venus is obviously not one of the big three planets um, or signs, but it's, um, it's the planet of love and relationships and values and attraction. So I think if you're also wanting to see, um, you know, what somebody finds attractive, what they value, um, you can look at their, at their Venus sign. Um, does that all make sense? I know I just spilled so much information. I hope I answered question. Oh my gosh, Gabby, it's just it's really just incredible to bear witness to you in in your element. Truly, I want to point that out. Like it could bring tears to my eyes because I I say this all the time to my partner and like 
the thing that's just, that's most sexy to me is seeing witnessing people doing the things talking about the things that light them up right and i will i this is coming out of left field but i want to mention this to all of the less listeners who feel that they have any social anxiety which like my hand is going up i it took me a while to identify my social anxiety i think i was like really 24 years old when i was like oh oh shit like i have a I have a ton of anxiety when it comes to interacting socially, but it's masked by a lot of people pleasing, a lot of like doing for others. Or for example, I'd step into a social room or gathering and I'd start like cleaning up or cleaning, like doing, because then I didn't have to relate to other people or I would start dancing, which is awesome. That's a great, but yeah. So for those people who are like, I'm so terrified by talking to people, get on the dance floor and move your body. And for some people, it's entirely opposite, right? They're like, I will talk all night long. I do not want you to see me dancing. I do not dance, you know, but just an interesting, um, that, again, that came out of left field, interesting interjection. Um, but yeah, just seeing and witnessing someone to, yeah, to talk about the work or do the work that lights their soul up is where I experiencing, experience so much affinity and attraction. So Thank you for sharing that. I never want to be one to be like, whoa, slow down, stop. And for those of you who are listening, like, thank you for being on the journey. Um, and we will backtrack a little bit or just some more clarifying questions. Um, will you, because a thought that came up for me, again, knowing a little bit about um, about astrology. And I know, for example, I have a grand trine in my chart. So will you talk about um, a grand trine is different than the T-square, right? And right. Okay, before actually before we get into that, because now my thoughts are resurfacing. Um, I love the I'd never heard of the mentioning of a release point before and the release point in a certain house where you might not have any planets in your chart, which is I'm like, Oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. And this is interesting that love languages came up um, as someone who works um, and will, you know, is training in the field of mental health and therapy and um, connecting interrelationally. Love languages have, are something that's have been on my radar for a while. Um, and it's the work of just for those of you listening who might not know of Gary Chapman, who talks about there's five ways to both express love and to receive love. And he has a book and you can hop online right now and take a quick quiz about what your love language is. Um, but to specify them, they are um acts of service words of affirmation giving gifts quality time and physical touch and um yes they are so 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 helpful especially to know in i mean in every type of relationship i would argue especially in a romantic partnership um whereas one example i always throw out is like and this is very real to me, I'm an acts of service person. So I will make my partner's lunch all day, every day. I love doing that. Um, if he like needs to relax, I will like unload the dishwasher so he doesn't have to do it later or something like that. Um, I'm also a words of affirmation person. So it feels good to receive acknowledgement for the acts of service that I'm doing. But he is like, Court, he's such a physical touch and quality time person. So he's like, I would, I so appreciate that you make my lunch every day, but I would much prefer you to sit down and cuddle with me on the couch, you know? And I'm like, oh, that blows my mind because I'm like, oh, I can see how you, you want that and you desire that. And that's not innately what I desire. Um, 
And it gets intricate, as I said, they can differ between what what you put out, the love languages you put out towards others, and then the love languages you wish to receive. So for example, I really like to do acts of service. I, I like to receive words of affirmation. So it's interesting. Um, anyway, that's a little bit of prelude there. Um, and I'll pop these links in the show notes as well. Um, but yes, coming back to the question about grand trine, what that means in someone's chart. And then I also want to talk about um, the earth element or the elements and how those interrelate to every um, every sign in the in the zodiac chart. And um, yeah, I know there's there's earth, air, fire, water, right? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yes, if you could clarify on those two two questions or two points. Totally. Yeah. Um, I love the bit about the love languages. That's such a, cause when you start like going into that, then my mind automatically goes astrology. Like why does your partner enjoy, you know, like the cuddling and the quality time and the physical touch? Oh, like Taurus moon. That makes sense. Um, whereas like your Virgo moon is like, no, I gotta be doing stuff. Like, let me do something. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally get that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so there's, um, actually quite a lot going on in charts, right? There can be so many different placements. There's so many, you know, it's not just, okay, my sun sign is in Scorpio. My sun sign is in Cancer, right? Yes, that is a huge part of your chart, but also what kind of like plays into that is, is my, is this planet in relationship with any other planets? Where is this energy showing up in my life? Um, because, you know, we have the signs, the planets and then the houses, right? So it can get, it's like kind of all these different layers to where are we seeing this energy? How is it showing up? What kind of lens is this coming through? Um, and like I mentioned, um, I, for example, I have a T-square in my chart. So what that means is a lot of these planets are not getting along. I have some tension in my chart because um, when, when one planet squares, it's called a square because they're at 90 degrees from one another. So when they are at 90, 90 degrees from one another, it means they're not really getting along. They, they both kind of want to have it their way, um, but their way of doing things is different, right? So it's like one side of you is like, oh, I would really love to, you know, just like stick to my routine and do things, you know, in a structured way. I really like to be prepared for everything, right? That's like, for example, in my chart, my Virgo moon, whereas the Sagittarius in me, which squares my moon is like, I don't want to know anything that's next. I want my freedom. I want to do things my way. Don't tell me what to do. You know, like hands off kind of like totally different than my Virgo moon. So these sides of myself are, you know, kind of in tension. They're in contrast to one another. Um, on top of that, then I have my, for example, in order to have a T-square, you need to have signs in opposition, right? Um, and then this release point is kind of like, okay, when I'm feeling all this tension, when I'm feeling pulled in all these different ways, how can I release that tension? How can I move my energy? Um, and you can look to the release point in a chart to see how somebody kind of releases that tension for themselves. Where's their kind of like, like that saving grace, that kind of like flow, energy flow. Um, so even though it is, um, like an aspect placement of tension, there is a little bit of, of ease there. Um, whereas a trine, a grand trine is a little bit, I would argue is a rather easier placement because the trine, the grand trine, so a trine is when, um, two 
planets are in the same element. For example, Capricorn and Virgo trine. Um, for that, for example, or you know, Pisces and Scorpio are in a trine together. Uh, they they trine. Um, so when you have a grand trine, that means you have, um, for example, a grand trine in water would mean you have three different planets in a water sign. So three water signs are Pisces, Virgo, uh, excuse me, Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. So that means in order to have a grand trine, um, one must have at least one planet in each of the water signs within a certain degree of one another. So um, what that then, how that then shows up in somebody's chart is that they have like a natural gift of that element. So if you, for example, have, is your, do you know what element your grand trine is? Is it water? I would imagine it's water, but I will, I'm going to check on that and get back to you. Okay. I would love, I'd be very curious to know. Um, for, let's just use that then as an example. If you have a grand trine in water, that means that the element of water comes really naturally to you. It's something that you kind of can, you know, um, use and feel and um, use as like your advantage without like thinking about it, without even, you know, you kind of think like, why, why doesn't everybody know how to check in with themselves? Why doesn't everybody know how to feel their emotions? You know, why doesn't everybody know how to feel things completely and then let them go? Um, that's kind of like the trine energy is like, it just kind of comes to you and you might even, you might even forget about it. You might even need that reminder of like, Hey, you're really good at your emotions. You're really good at being creative. Not everybody has that gift, for example. Um, and there's quite a few different places. There's so many different things that can be going on in a chart. Um, but if you're, you know, wanting to know more about what's going on in your chart, then I highly recommend seeing an astrologer. Because I think when I started to learn about my chart, it just like, like I mentioned with my Aries rising, it just like blew my mind, like learning about my, my Scorpio side. Like I have Pluto conjunct my sun. I have the planet of intensity and transformation and deep change sitting right next to my ego, <laughs> my essence. <laughs> and so for me, this lifetime is like, yeah, I'm intense as hell. Like you get me talking and I like, I don't want to talk about, um, superficial things. That's also my Scorpio-ness, my, my planet of communication of my mind of how I process information is also like right in there. So I'm like, I don't really care at all for small talk. I really actually quite hate it. I would rather not talk than do small talk, but then like learning that about my chart, learning that about myself, it was like, yeah, like that's, that's just how I am. Like, I can't, like I can, I can force myself to small talk. I can force myself to do those things, but I am then so exhausted. I am so drained. I'm like, I need to be home alone on my couch for three days. <laughs> I, you were preaching to the choir sis. And I'm like, ah, this is just affirming our natural affinity and just ease of relating to one another as I can so, so deeply relate to that as well. Yes. And like, I think one, yeah. Well, my, my belief system is that we come into this lifetime at the exact moment, at the exact minute that we do, so that we have the chart that we have. I'm very much a believer of, you know, reincarnation, of karma, um, of, you know, universe helping us and, um, you know, learning that I, like that my soul chose my chart. My soul wanted things to be exactly as they are in my chart. That brings me so much 
comfort that brings me so much more respect for my soul for myself so much more um, willingness to understand um and just willingness to kind of work at my lessons working at my my libra seventh house lessons of relationship and communication and you know initiating in partnerships like that is what i'm here to learn um and even this like scorpio side of myself is like because like I mentioned before, I surround myself with a lot of Aries women, a lot of very fiery women, like Caitlin, right? Super fiery. Um, I mentioned two of my best friends, my sister, all super fiery. One of my best friends in college, like huge Leo energy. And then I realized because that's kind of like getting me out of my, my Scorpioness, but also I think it's like, it's teaching me, they, they teach me so much, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, why can't I be more extroverted like them? You know, why can't I, you know, go into a room and just converse with people without any issues? Like, oh, like always kind of, you know, comparing myself and, um, like not sure why I couldn't be like that. And then I saw my chart and like, I just like, I, I just laugh. <laughs> I just laugh. Because I'm just like, that's not me. That's not what I was meant to do this lifetime. I'm here for the deep talks. I'm here for the emotional talks. And I'm here to, yeah, my Scorpioness is here for the intensity. <laughs> uh, amen to that, sister. I'm praising, just praising that so loudly. And I'm like, I'm, I'm imagining myself like standing on a mountaintop with with my fists up in the air and like in power stance as I, that feels so true and to me and to you. And, and I also like what I'm hearing Gabby is a sense of affirmation and validation around this is my soul's work in this lifetime, in this flesh, in this body that I am in. And I, yes, like I bring people into my life consciously or subconsciously that that almost either one bring about inspiration and two bring about challenge and in a way li likely that's where that's lacking in my in my astrological chart and i think that's what's so interesting when it comes like we can really dissect this this statement like opposites attract which it is true right it's and we can say it negates like that similarities also attract too right that's that's a pretty fundamental fundamental part of relationship is that you share commonalities again and not just romantic relationship but friendship as well um and i want to just name that that like i came into astrology i probably had one of my first like my natal chart reading and um i mean i'll just share it candidly at a time when i like had moved back home after living abroad i was like i just knew i, I was like okay this is I, I worked with a mentor um she's still so near and dear to me to this day that always said court get your scuba gear on we're going deep and meaning like we are going emotionally deep we are getting to the core of the onion we are peeling back all the layers and i always come back to that and and how it relates to the work that i do in this world both intrinsically and extrinsically um so right i'm, at, I'm back at home living at mom's going to therapy i'm like trying out all the different modalities to like help me feel better <laughs> and i and i meet this astrologist um and i'll pop his information i want to give him a shout out as well he is located in northern idaho and of course i want you to get a, have a reading with with gabby um because she's incredible um but he for yeah for any friends in northern idaho who want an in-person reading um basically just called out like i had a lot of 
junk happening around relationship and paternal male energy. And he saw that in my chart and he named it. And um, he works also in this very conduit way, which I feel that Gabby, you have that natural gift as well to kind of be like, I'm, I'm feeling this. And I, like, I see it in your chart. And I also like, it's also this felt sense, which some could, someone could say like, that's intuition or that's, that's your innate gift. That's speaking, right? Cause not everyone can see that or sense that or feel that. And so anyway, basically this is exactly what he said, Courtney. It, <laughs> you are really angry at men and he and you know of course we talked about like is there a man that you're particularly angry at or is there a time in which this started in your life and i was able also in conjunction with the therapy i was doing at the time able to pinpoint that and he was like have you heard of the law of attraction i was like yes he was like so you are attracting very angry men into your life because you haven't dealt with this yet right you haven't and he and then he goes are you seeing a therapist and um i was like yes i have and you know it all just happened in this bang 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 way where i was like okay you know that gives me and like this is all something i knew intuitively inside but it was just like gave me a, a more clear sense of direction of like okay then let's get let's go down here let's let's dive into male um, aversion to male energy and anger, which may have happened in this lifetime, and it may have happened in a previous lifetime, or it may be a karmic lesson in this lifetime that we're working through. And what's interesting is I looked at my friendships, and I pretty much have all female friendships. And the male identifying friendships that I have, most of them identify as gay. And that even that alone was like, oh, well, there's like, there's some form of safety net that I'm creating, right? Which is conscious or subconscious. Um, anyway, I share this just as an example of like how they all can interrelate and how we can, especially when we, we move into the realm of focusing on mental health and, and physical health and spiritual health. Um, and I want to interject, I love that you mentioned how your Aries rising craves energy, er, movement and exercise and yoga and um, my oldest sister is an Aries son and she's that is like her to a T um, like that makes so much sense. Um, yeah, I just, do you have anything that you'd like to riff off of, off of that, that tangent? Totally. Yeah. I think we gain such a new sense of awareness, you know, when we look at our own astrology chart, when we look at our own natal chart, um, one of my first full readings was with um, this woman, uh, well, this, yeah, friend of mine. And she calls your, so a natal chart, your cosmic blueprint, um, which I think is like such a beautiful terminology because it kind of outlines, like, as you so beautif beautifully spoke to, you know, what I'm coming in this lifetime with, what I'm learning this lifetime, what, what can I make, you know, conscious things that were, you know, you, you take a look, somebody mentions one thing, you're like, okay, now I'm looking, now I'm going to analyze my friendships, you know, what kind of people am I attracted to? It brings such a new sense of a new sense of awareness, I think, um, in our lives. And I think, you know, um, my own personal experience with that as well as, um, my mom recently passed away about six years ago. And one thing that really brought me so much 
healing and closure with that was getting the opportunity to look at her chart. I had never seen it before. You know, when she um, was alive, I wasn't as into astrology, like not as detailed, um, wasn't reading charts, didn't really have as much experience. But um, then I think it was 2021, I finally got, I finally got her birth time. And um, like reading her chart, getting to analyze that for myself, I kind of bounced ideas back and forth with a friend um, that brought me so much, so much closure and so much, so much healing just in like understanding, you know, what she came into this lifetime with, what her struggles were, um, the things that her soul wanted to learn. Um, because our relationship really wasn't that, that easy, that simple, um, it was quite complicated. And um, I felt a lot of confusion when she passed because I was so angry at her, but like missed her so much and like didn't really know what to do with that. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I think, you know, quite honestly, quite bluntly, a lot of things I learned from her was what not to do. Um, kind of like what not to do. And I have a lot of great mother figures in my life that are also teaching me what to do. But getting to look at her chart was kind of like, like, holy shit, she did not come into this lifetime with, with easy lessons. She did not come into this lifetime with easy karma. And I think just, you know, um, being able to see that from like a different perspective besides, you know, she, she's this and she does that. Um, it kind of, you know, expanded my point of view, expanded my um, perspective on my relationship with her, expanded my perspective on her relationship with herself. Um, so that just all goes to say that, you know, astrology is so much more than just, you know, um, your big three or what the horoscope is, or, you know, um, today is actually a full moon, but and that's obviously huge, but um, there's just so much more to it than I think meets the, meets the eye. Um, and yeah, as you can obviously tell, once people get me started on, on talking about astrology, it's really difficult to stop. But yeah, I just, I think I just have so many positives and it's, it's difficult for me to call myself an astrologer because, or a tarot reader, um, just cause I struggle with labels and I feel like I'm a constant student. Like I'm constantly learning. I'm never done learning. And so I just call myself, you know, a student of tarot, a student of astrology, because you know, there's just endless information. There's so much to learn and there's so much to, you know, um, take into account to, to just absorb into like, yeah, into my own being. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Abby, thank you. Well, for one, thank you for sharing that piece about your mom and, and diving into her past or her chart and also her past lessons and, and lessons in her lifetime and in, in the physical form. And, um, and from an emotional sense, the the healing that that brought you in navigating, as you mentioned, the grief, the anger, the confusion, um, and I can imagine having not had that experience or an outlet that really made sense for you to to kind of bring this full full embodiment and full picture into a felt sense would feel really challenging, right? Because then we're sitting with these emotions and it's like, well, fuck, like, what do, what do I do with them? You know? Um, yes. And um, I wanted to say one more thing there. And I, I trust that it'll come back to me. But I do want to say going into, um, I know we won't have a ton of talk time to talk about 
tarot, but I want to I want to share with you a little this little thing that oh I, I came to me. Okay, I love that you mentioned um, the piece about labels and how you know it's challenging for me to call myself like an astrologer or a tarot reader and and that that reframe for you is that I'm a student of of both and I'm a constant student. Um, and I talk to a lot of like practitioners, be it in body work or um, therapist counselors who are like, you know, I, they've got to find that, that name. And that's, what's cool about our, our, the new age that we live in and how so many, they're like, almost everybody has a mixed modality practice now. So it's like, I'm going to make up my own title for me. And I, you know, the most important thing is it aligns with you and know that that changes too, right? Um, but that's all to say, Gabby, you hold wisdom and knowledge in, in both astrology and tarot that other people don't, right? So in those moments, especially our, when our inner perfectionist comes into play or um, that super nitpicky Virgo that's like, nope, can't have to be this credentialed enough or like this amount credentialed before I start calling myself a coach or a teacher, you know, it's like, wait a second, like clearly, let's just look at my chart and look at the gifts that I came into this world with that no other single person has just like I do. And that's been a reframe for me recently. That's just been like, every time the inner critics comes in, I'm like, okay, wait, but you have gifts that no one else has, okay? You have gifts that are meant to shine in, in this lifetime and let that be so, right? Like, let's just hone in on that. Um, and not to say I don't have lessons and, a and the shadow sides to work with as well, right? Um, so, I love, yeah, I love that you found um, a label, if you will. I know that word in and of itself is challenging, but that works for you and identifies with you. And um, for those of you listening, I also want to pose a question to you, Gabby. So say someone wants a, wants their natal chart read or wants a reading, what information do they come to you with? What do they need to bring to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> somebody wants their chart reading. Um, I need their, their birth time their birth date and the location that they were born. Those are kind of like the first basics to get to get started with an, with a chart reading. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I guess, easygoing when it comes to the readings. I'm open for kind of anything, you know, whatever somebody's like, I really, you know, um, I really need you to look at my, my career, like what's going on in my career world. Can you give me any feedback, like just anything? Um, so basically whatever, you know, the client is interested in knowing if there's anything specific or just like, Hey, I would love like an overview of my chart. Um, you know, I can kind of, yeah, cater to whatever, whatever you're looking for. Um, similar with tarot, um, both things, um, tarot, you don't need anything. You can just come as you are. You can have an intention, no intention, um, for the reading, but with astrology, yeah, the birth time birthplace and birth date are kind of must-haves. Awesome. And what if, because I know this does come up a lot, someone does not know their birth time or they know an estimate. How, what are your thoughts and feelings there? That's a little bit difficult. Um, there are, because, you know, the birth time, it, it is rather important. And, you know, the ascendant, the rising sign changes about every two hours. So if somebody's like, oh, I was born at noon, wait, no, I was born at 3 p.m. That completely changes the chart. Mm -hmm. um, but there are astrologers that, you know, um, they are proficient in what's called, I'm pretty sure, I hope I don't butcher this word, astrology reclamation, remediation. 
I'm pretty sure. But it's basically like finding the ascended based on things that have happened in that person's life. Mm. Um, based on like the, the transiting planets, the moving planets, how they show up in your chart and kind of what happens in your lifetime. Um, for example, my, my sister, she does not know her time of birth. Um, I'm pretty sure she'd be okay with me sharing this, but something recently pretty big happened to her. And I was like, oh my God, I know your rising sign. <laughs> because it was like this, uh, you know, Jupiter, the planet of expansion and, you know, luck and optimism had just, just moved into Aries. And then she told me this big thing happened. And I was like, I know exactly where that shows up in your chart. Yeah. And then you can kind of go back and have like different events, you know, look and see, okay, this, this time, this and this happened. And, you know, there are astrologers who, spe who specialize in, um, you know, kind of reclaiming the chart, figuring out um, where, where that shows up for you in your chart based on your ascendant. Um, prefer, I, I mean, the estimate, yeah, I can, I can, I can work with an estimate, but if there's no time, that's, it's kind of like a fun challenge. Um, it's like a, it's like a mind game that I'll then like play with myself. It's like, okay, like where can this, like, if they know their sun sign is, for example, um, cancer and they know their moon sign is Virgo, then I like, it's like kind of like a fun challenge for me. Like, okay, how could this show up for them? Like, where could we see this energy? Um, but I think for like a full reading, sometimes that is a little bit difficult for me personally. That's yes. And that's really, whether it's remediation or reclamation, that's really <laughs> cool. I did not know that that words are just constructs. I tell myself that all the time. We don't, and we don't need to know the specific one, but, um, they, that's awesome. I did not know that that is, that was a thing. And I, and I love that you had that experience with your sister, um, in, in naming her rising sign. Um, that's incredible. Yes. And just, and ask too, like, I know a lot of people are like, I don't know if my, you know, if, if mom is still around, she may not know if she's not there might, you might be able to ask someone else or, um, like investigate birth records too. Um, but it's also don't give your mom dis discredit if, um, if she is still in her physical form as they moms kind of know a lot of things. And I know, I know my, I know I'm astrologically in tune, but I know my son's birth time and I don't think I will ever forget it simply because of the labor experience. But I also think some people are like, I would never know. I don't know what day I was in. Um, so, so I do want to share one thing transitioning to the conclusion of our, of our episode here today. Don't worry, there will be more. Uh, clearly, Gabby has so much to share with us. Um, but one thing I love that Gabby does, and this is a segue into where you can find her and where you can connect with her, but on her Instagram, she will share um, like she'll pick three cards, tarot cards a day, and then say, choose which one that stands out to you. And oh, I want to mention here too, all of her work can be done virtually. And she also with tarot will like have you basically, um, you know, move the deck as like, she'll be doing it, of course, but how you see fit, right? And um, anyway, she, she'll share like three polls and then you pick out which one calls out to you. And then she'll give you like a description on that card. Um, and I really love that, just to give that feedback back to you, Gabby. Um, and then she'll share all the juicy astrology information that's that's relevant in the world and, and how the stars are aligned. Um, so where can people connect with you, Gabby? Yes, um, <clears throat> I'm mostly, I think, on Instagram, or if you do not have social media per email, 
Um, my Instagram is gj uh, period astrology. So feel free to reach out. Or my email address is gabbyjensen7 at gmail.com. Um, I think those would be the best ways to reach out to me. Um, yeah, just to connect or for readings or anything of the sort. But yeah, um, I think that, yeah, I think that would be best. Perfect. I will pop both of those in the show notes as well. Um, Gabby, before we conclude today, do you have any final words, any, any final feelings or thoughts on your heart that you'd like to impart? Um, I'm just so grateful to you, Courtney, for reaching out to me and, um, getting me to talk about astrology and, um, yeah, just for the opportunity, because, you know, um, I can, I can like feel it when I, when I'm going into a reading of, you know, whether it be astrology or tarot, I always have that nervousness of like, okay, what if something comes up and I'm not prepared for it? Or what if they ask something and I'm not prepared for it? Or, you know, that, like you mentioned that kind of imposter syndrome or like, you know, who am I to think I can tell these, I can tell these people anything with relevance. Right. Um, and then thing, this is, yeah this is kind of like my, my initial response. And then once things get going, it's like, I'm just so like, I'm literally overheating. I am so, I just get so physically warm when I talk about astrology and tarot <laughs> and I'm wearing long sleeves today, probably a bad idea, but um, I just get physically warm because I'm so excited. And it just like, it like, <laughs> this might be a little cheesy. I'm going to go with it anyways. Um, it lights me up literally and like, um, metaphorically. So <laughs> yes, no. just super grateful. <laughs> of course, not cheesy at all. And I'm all, all for the cheese factor, um, <laughs> but it's, that's awesome like that. And really tying this into a somatic response, as I know that is the premise of the work that I do in this world and this, and this podcast, right? Of talking about, I mean, all things wellness, all things spiritual, um, but also somatic response and how we hold joy and emotion in our body, right? And, and when we feel excitation, our nervous system then gets excited and creates this visceral response where blood flow is increased to our capillaries that are on, you know, just underneath our skin. Like this, it's all interconnected and interrelated. And I said, bringing it back to like, there's nothing more sexy than someone talking about what they're passionate about and really what lights them up because you can literally see that either if their their face becomes flushed or their skin stone you know skin tone becomes flushed or they start sweating and you can start see the pit start to see the pit stains like that's a natural human response okay so i want to normalize that too i feel the same way especially heading into body work sessions uh with folks so Yes, Gabby, thank you so, so much for connecting. I can't wait to connect again. I will pop your information in the show notes. And thank you all for tuning in today and listening. And we hope to connect again soon.